Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Love Talk Radio. Great joy and good afternoon, my friend. The Nepalese Meditation Bowl is chiming. Centering your mind and delight on the art of the CEO. The show that brings you the most fascinating and, well, really the most helpful leaders in the business community from around our terrestrial orb. I am Bart Jackson, your Hieronymus Bosch of business, who's asking you, my friend, how is your career going so far? Is your current job that absolutely ideal vehicle to drive you toward your goals? Would you like to find a better job? But you've decided to settle because of the uncertainty and the risk in today's uh, particular touchy market. Well, my friend, tis time to brush aside your fears and uncertainties like Lindoff Flannel. By the good graces of the God Ganesh and an exceptionally clever agent, we have, sharing our microphones and our own wisdom, the recruiter guy, yes, Mr. Bill Humbert, who has spent the last three decades matching major firms with major talent, and whose award-winning books, The Recruiter Guide's Guide to Finding a Job, and his just-released Employee 5.0, they and more importantly, by those clients that he has helped move forward. And today, this industry Ebenezer, the prospective uh, job-seeking mentor, will be our Orpheus and bring you dancing, yes, step-by-step into an optimum job-finding strategy. And also, Bill's going to share something else. He's going to share how, if you are an employee, how you can become more appreciated and more effectively compensated. In other words, getting what you so truly deserve from your many labors. So whether you are an education major with your own individualized teaching methods, seeking an open-minded employer like Stephanie, or you're a CEO of a major accounting firm looking to kind of ease back that into his career's home stretch in an advisory slot, pull up your chair a little closer and join us in this feast of wisdom, all carefully cuisined, to make your career thrive and your ventures flourish. Bill, I'm so glad that you could wing your way back from the National Speakers Convention uh, to us on the Art of the CEO and, and bring us the lowdown on uh, one of business's really most mysterious elements. Thank you, Bart. It's so so much fun to be here because this is one of my favorite topics. Oh, excellent. Good. Well, you know, I, and I, I could tell by the way you've, you've, you've penned your, your book. As a matter of fact, the title of your book, Employee 5.0, uh, I find fascinating. Who is Employee 5.0, and, and how does she differ from, say, Employee 1.0 or the, 212, the 2012 version of Employee 4.16? <laughs> <laughs> employee 5.0 is a person who is just finally decided, you know what, I'm going to take charge of my career. So many people, uh, kind of they, they take their career, and they're almost like jellyfish. They're floating up and down within the currents of their current company, and they stay there and yeah. they're loyal to the company, and then what happens? Right. They get laid off. And, yeah, you know, right. and then they're not prepared, and so 
employee 5.0 is somebody that always has their search on simmer, and they're ready to take it to boil immediately as soon as they buy something either either inside their company or outside their company where they'll get even a larger raise. Uh, sounds good. Well, now, in the subtitle of your book, uh, you talk about finding job in uh, business employment in the arena of the new world order. So let me ask, what are career builders facing today in this new order that they might not have a decade or five years ago? What adjustments they need to make? Well, think about this, Bart. We have an economy today that's driven by merger, acquisitions, bankruptcies, and very rarely do the old companies even exist. You know, you have the Westinghouse. Where where are they? They were acquired. You have Kodak. Well, they're just a shadow of their former self. You have um, Polaroid. Where'd they go? (laughs) They they disappeared yeah. <laughs> faster than that picture that you they had. They went with a flash. <laughs> exactly. And so today's world, from a, an employee perspective, is a lot more dynamic than it was even five, ten years ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. And, you know, you, you mentioned earlier, uh, and you'd also talked about it when, when we chatted, uh, you said that the first place a job seeker should begin his hunt is within the company he's already working for. And, and I, that's very sage advice, very wise. So if you don't mind, what I'd like to do is, with a couple of these uh, thoughts, I'd like to present my own version of how the employed job seeker might search his own firm. And then, to sort of set our uh, listeners on the really right track. I'd like you to come in and upgrade my answer after I give it, okay? Should we try that? Perfect. That sounds like fun. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm searching for my new job. So what I would say, push your arms off the swivel chair, my friend. Get up, go to each department, and preferably the head if you can find her. If not, talk to someone else in that department, find out what they do, and then take a note. Make sure you have a notebook and ask if you in your position could help get uh, – is there any way that you could help their department uh, in, from, from your angle of where you're doing it? That's just my thought. What, now, what's, it, what's the best answer? I would suggest that you ask them what challenges do they face right now? Mm-hmm. And, and you know, you'll know some of their challenges because you know the office scuttlebutt, right? And, and right. so be prepared. Prepare yourself with some potential solutions. And what you do is you ask, ah. have you tried, you know, you ask, first of all, what are, what are your challenges? And then secondly, have you tried this? Have you tried that? They may have already tried it and, it you know, it, it blew up. But they may not have. You, you may have a fresh perspective. Yeah, very good, very good. I guess you could do the same thing by listening to the board's challenges too, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, great. Uh, if uh, if you have just joined us, you are listening to The Art of the CEO radio show, which every Tuesday at 2 p.m. streams magically through the profoundly misperceived realms of cyberspace, where you may listen and download this and all our episodes by visiting theartoftheceo.com. We are on several live stations and many internet uh, venues, but the easiest way to get to us is theartoftheceo.com. Now, Bill, 
so much of job searching and landing that perfect uh, job really seems to me as a matter of mindset. So I'm going to ask, if you could impress upon all those job seekers you coach, one piece of advice, one mindset, what would it be? And the BART answer is that you are never looking for a job. You are always offering your services. You're not a beggar. That's my. That's the Bart answer. I think what the Bart answer is a great answer. And what I would add to it, <laughs> you did. You know, you did very well, Bart. Congratulations. Um, but I thank you, sir. What I, you're welcome. What I would add to that is keep in mind that the job search mirrors the sales process perfectly, and. Oh. When you are in a job search, you are selling your most valuable commodity. You're selling yourself and your services and your skills and your experience. Therefore, it's important to keep that in mind. And Employee 5.0, my book, what I do is I have 12 steps to finding a job. And when you look at it, it's the same 12 steps from, that mirror the sales process. Oh my gosh! So it's closing the deal, right? Gosh. That's right. Yeah. It, and actually, if you look at it, uh, people view sales in, in, in sort of a you know many people who are not in the field view it as sort of a, a tainted way. And oh my goodness, I can't do that. We are all, as you said, it it is the selling of yourself, and that's not a bad thing because you're you're a pretty marvelous fella, and so good for you. Um, so well, here's a question: a lot of candidates actually this happened to me personally i got got hit with this right after it was i was hired they uh the boss the, the head of the company turns to me and says well now what would you consider as a fair salary as you start out with us uh and my question is how does the the savvy candidate job candidate wisely uh feel this one uh if I were, if the, the Bart answer is that you pull out two sheets of paper and you say, well, I have checked the salaries within your company and look at, the, at those range and you, and you give a few examples and say, and also within our industry, I've noticed that the trends seem to be so and so. It shows that you research, if nothing else. That's the Bart answer. Um, again, Bart, you did a really, really good job, and it's important not to give up a number. Because the first party to put a number on the table loses leverage. I see. All right. So so what I suggest that people do is they say to that person, you know, until I know what the job entails, until I know what you expect from me, until I know where I can grow within your organization over the next four or five years, I cannot make an intelligent assessment on a fair rate of compensation. Oh, mark those words down, ladies and gentlemen. That is a quill pen moment. We have just had a timeless truth from Bill Humbert, who has said that if that you have to not answer every question that's put to you, but rather study and look at what you are what is required of you first, and be be very honest. In, and forthright in uh, in your answer. Good for you. 
Um, and Bart, let me tell you a still, funny story regarding sure. that. Yeah. I I was coaching a CFO in Boston, and he said, uh-huh. you know, if some CFO came to me and asked and told me that I, until they knew what the job entails, that I'd just kick uh-huh. him out of the office. And I said, that's fair. Right. I I said, let right. me explore that for a second. Are you saying to me that the CFO of General Motors does the exact same job as the CFO of a startup? And he said, no. <laughs> and I said, well, okay, let me just ask another question. Does that mean that the CFO of a medium-sized successful company does the same thing as the CFO of a turnaround? You win. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 oh, Hoist him on, on the verbosity of his own Picard. Picard, fabulous. I love it. That's great. Oh. Well, you know, uh, one of the things before uh, before we get off, you would, you said something uh, that, that really shocked me, and I, and I, I love these stats. You said statistically uh, seeking uh, that you have noticed that only 8% of job hunters get jobs through recruiters, uh, and only 8% Get another eight percent. Get them through online postings. Now those are really lousy odds. Uh, so, so, uh, Bill, what's going to give me my best odds? What, what uh, is the recruiter guy's stamp of approval method for for seizing the job that I so rapidly crave? <laughs> Networking. You know, Bart. Uh-huh. Back in the day, back in our day, it the, uh-huh. the mantra was, "It's not what you know; it's who you know." That's called networking. Oh, yes. Uh, right? Yeah, oh, that's that's it. That is that's a fabulous answer. And uh well, um now I have one question for you right here. Uh this is uh this is I I I, I have you here and I want to take every advantage. Now, as you know, the late great Mr. Hugh Hefner has passed on to the lurid beyond. And it seems to me that uh, his position in Playboy Ma- in the Playboy Mansion as and as titular head of the magazine will need to be filled. Now, Bill, I have been a respected journalist and editor for lo these many decades, and I have a mag- I am a magnificent philosopher and wielder of an annoyingly prolific pen. Uh, and as to image, it has been said that I have the charm of an untipped waiter. So, uh, if I Want to apply for Hef's now vacant position? What coaching would you be? Would you give me to become the perfect candidate? First of all, study what needs to be done at Playboy. You know, in uh-huh. today's world, Playboy is going to be different than it was in the fifties and sixties and into the eighties and nineties. And so, study what has to be done differently at Playboy. And then you need to start reaching out to your network and find people who either worked there or used to work there and and verify your findings with them. And then okay. find find ways to network into the decision makers. And it's best oh. if you if your person that you're networking with has a personal contact there who they're happy to endorse you, then it's like the door slid open. Right, right. Okay. Wise answers to a foolish question. Very good. Um, Bill, before we before we make room for a break, uh, 
I was just wondering if you could tell the folks, how can they get a copy of both of your books? Uh, the uh, I, I know that you I, – I always – think that you're writing yourself out of a job here you're telling us all how to do it without without hiring you as a coach but how how, how could we get a copy of your books uh recruiter guy's guide to finding a job is now out of print but you still can get oh. it on kindle on amazon uh employee 5.0 secrets of a successful job search in the new world order is available on amazon both on kindle and as a soft cover and it's becoming available at uh, primarily independent bookstores around the United States and soon to Barnes & Noble. Excellent. Very good. You are moving forward with that. And, and believe me, this is a tool that uh, you are going to want to have on your desk, even if you're job satisfied. So after this uh, delightful noshing at today's Feast of Wisdom, I believe it's time truly to take a brief sorbet and allow me to proffer you a few utensils for today's feast. And as first utensil, as I always do, allow me to remind each of you hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. And since that's the most important position you'll ever hold in your career, allow me to ask, will this be the day that you take a tour through your marvelous self and begin to surprise yourself with your own potential? Or... Will you value only those skills that are listed in your job description and ignore the rest? The choice, my friend, is truly yours. And as a second utensil, I can sense, I just hear your yearning to steep your lips into a little laughter and taste a scriptural recitation from the 101 Best Business Quips book. And so I have it here. And Oh, okay, here's one, here's one. <clears throat> Workers, this is number 12. Workers receive bonuses when they make a major contribution to the company. CEOs' major bonuses are given as a severance parachute, presumably for the same reason. What do you think, Bill? Did we get that one right? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> uh, well, you know, the, depending on if, if it's a public company, the CEOs many times make them at the end of each quarter, too. <laughs> Yes, that's right. Oh, yes. How handy. Uh, right. Yes. It's an excuse for the board to do something, right? Um, well, as an afterthought, you, you know, you really have to forget other folks' accolades. People actually, in the end, people smile far wider when they've given greatly of themselves than when they've merely pocketed a large reward. Just a thought. And so if you smirk a bit over that quip, we have them literally by the books full. Just visit bartsbooks.com and pick up your copy of 101 or 102 Best Business Quips, and you will find an arsenal of half-fast wit and wisdom to share with all your fellow wage slaves at work. And as a third utensil, we sumptuously spoon to you the answer of last week's business quotation. That is, the person who said, ambition is a dream with a V8 engine. <laughs> Those words were spoken by none other than the king of rock and roll and ambitious drive to the top, Mr. Elvis Presley. And stick with us, because later on in the show, blurting your way comes yet another enriching quotation. And if you're among the learned souls who knows the author of that quote, simply scribble that sage's name down as you believe him or her to be, and email it right off to info at bartsbooks.com. And if you are correct, your knowledge will earn you a mind, soul, and career-igniting gift, freshly disemboweled from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. And before we glide back, uh, onto, onto our uh, 
job finding and job seeking mentoring from with Bill, allow me to introduce to you the company by whose good graces we're here today. That firm is Prometheus Publishing, bringing you the most applicable tools uh, for uh, enhancing both life and career. And this day, the folks at Prometheus would like to introduce to you to their soon-to-be-released volume, CEO of Yourself. Now, my friend, you just know there lies a richer life out there and a better way to grasp the adventurous feast set before you of all that you truly want and deserve. You, you just know it. Well, this book, CEO of Yourself, lays out a program in a business-like way for you to build that more capable self and better seize all the parts of life that you really are indeed looking for. The book outlines the way for you to be a chief executive officer who's really best at handling whatever fate flows your way. Fate may sit in your board chair, but you can handle the flow of circumstance. As a quick warning, this is not some simple four-step life self-help book. This is a journey for individuals who are willing to think and decide and want to take back the master into their own lives. It provides a hunting license for freedom. So, if you are one of those, carpe diem, my friend, you are worth it. Visit bartsbooks.com, that's bartsbooks.com, and pre-order your copy today. And so with all our utensils in hand, let's get back to work and a more fulfilling job, courtesy of the strategies and sage advice of the recruiter guy, Bill Humbert. Bill, so if personally reaching out, uh, and was the term we jargonize is networking, is my best and greatest hope, uh, I was wondering if you could help with a little script. I'm going to be going to, to friends, business associates, people I know, club mates, and I want to approach him, and I'm looking to say, uh, to, to, to let him know that I'm available to proffer my services. Uh, how do I, uh, got any basic opening words, a script for, for, for doing that? Absolutely. And, you know, let's let's kind of prepare a little bit with the proper attitude. Okay. People have right. been networking since they're toddlers. Where'd you get that? That's networking. <laughs> Yeah, it's right. absolutely networking. We've been practicing our entire lives, and then somebody put a name on it and called it networking. And all of a sudden, people are going, "But I don't know how to do that." <laughs> well, of course, you do. <laughs> so, what I what I suggest to people is, you know, they they have the proper mindset that, hey, this is normal. I've been doing it my entire life. And then right. when you're at in the golf cart or you're on the racquetball court after the game. And anywhere, just have a little script prepared. And let me tell you a little bit about my background and then talk about, you know, no more than 30 seconds. Talk about the high points Mm -hmm. of of your background with some accomplishments. And the reason you put the accomplishments is that your face lights up every time you you mention one of your accomplishments. Ah, you're so right. Yeah. You're proud of it. You're Fine. excited. You're enthusiastic. And then you talk about the bridge, why it is that I'm looking now. It could be, you know, I'm stagnant where I am, and it's time for me to make the next step up. I'm looking for my next challenge. Right. And mm-hmm. then what you do is you provide the framework for that person and tell them what it is that you want to do next. Yeah. Oh, I see. And the question, okay. the question where most people blow it, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> most people, most people say, "Do you have any jobs?" And the knee-jerk response yeah. to that is, "No." <laughs> yes, right. 
I, 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 I had one in my hip pocket, but I lost it on the back green. I mean, we, exactly. <laughs> I'm recruiter guy. I say no. <laughs> so if I say no, then, then the company is. So don't don't ask that question. The question you ask is the one every recruiter asks when they're sourcing their their direct sourcing. They lay out this uh-huh. beautiful picture of the company and the position and the manager, and then they say. Who do you feel I should speak with next? Well, that person so many times, Bart, goes, what about me? <laughs> well, that's who I wanted to say it, right? But right. If, they don't, yes. right. if they don't, then what happens? Now I'm going to at least get some other people's names that I should talk to. Yeah. yeah. So in other words, if, you, if he's just going to shuffle you off, that at least he, at least he's shuffling off to somebody. You're, he's giving you another opportunity. Yeah, exactly. I, well, I'm glad you said 30 seconds because I I just was I was thinking as you were uh, uh, saying that, and I realized that yes, um, I uh, I couldn't. It, it would be a long space after I gave all my accomplishments. I wonder what I do with the other 28 seconds. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I think I know you better, Bart. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Bill, if if uh posting online as you say is uh, is a slim hope at best. Um uh, I know that you you've talked about LinkedIn and the other sites and, and so forth. But is, so is there really any solid uh benefit to my going in uh to these massive job seeking sites or or to LinkedIn? I mean, is is there sort of, who needs it, right? Well, the you know what they do is they provide you with names of companies who may be looking for people like you. Mm-hmm. Um, the the problem is many of those posts, those job postings, are EEOC requirements, and so the company already know, already knows who the who they're going to hire for that position. Could be somebody internal, could be somebody external that they've already identified. But for EEOC purposes, they post it. So they can show the EOC that they tried to find somebody outside. Networking is how you find those hidden jobs that aren't posted. So, So I can, the massive job sites at least gives me companies that I can work in and, uh, and, and I can, so, so I know what's, I, 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 I get a feel of the field, but, but, uh, and then go back to and use that as my networking base. Is that what you're saying? That's it. Yep, you got it. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm learning now slowly. Now uh, a lot of companies <laughs> require that you. So HR departments are going to say that eight percent is incorrect. You know, we show in our studies, blah blah blah, that fifty percent of our yeah. positions are filled through people who are applying online. Well, first of all, most of them actually networked into the company and was told they were told uh, the way our company works is you have to apply online first so apply online then right. i'll pull your resume and take it directly to the manager so that's eight <laughs> percent is really uh, you know it's it is a number that's pretty correct right oh my gosh well i here's here's one that, that gets me i what about I, I I've heard this myself. Uh, the the wistful job seeker. He wants to make a contact and he says, "But I haven't got any of these contacts phone numbers." I, I I'll tell you the Bart answer to that one. I'd slap him up the side of the head and and calmly express the idea that he's too stupid to 
handle any job. But but I'm sure I'm sure Bill Hubbard has a much more productive answer than that. <laughs> you know, I I do. Um, I don't literally slap him upside the head, but I begin to laugh, <laughs> and I say, "Do you know what company they work at?" <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Do you know what company they work at? Yes. Does that company have a phone number? <laughs> yes. Oh, really? <laughs> and you know what? You don't even have a gatekeeper anymore. They have automated it, so you just have the directory, and all you got to do is di- type the person's name in, and you get their number. It's perfect. <laughs> This is true. This is true. The one thing you can't do that you used to be able to do, you used to be able to walk into any building and kind of knock on the door of the office and go in. Nowadays, they would, uh, if if you try that, they'll shoot you as a terrorist, and they want to have, they want to, uh, they always want to take a picture of my best side, which I'm usually sitting on, and and it's just incredible to, to get into buildings now. But you can, as you say, the gatekeepers have dropped down, so that's that's a great, uh, it's a great advantage, and. Um, I think we're we're uh I just one more thing um we've uh we've heard that uh a lot of the top talent really does uh seek out and and they want a recruiter. When should I at what level or what what's what situation do I need to be in to say boy I've got to get a recruiter to help me find a new career? Most importantly is what you have to do first is you have to make positive, measurable impacts in your current company, in your current position. And then if you have a friend or, excuse me, a professional who can say to you, I really like this woman, this guy, as a recruiter, you should talk to him, build relationships before you need them. That's Mm. really important. And and then only work with one or two recruiters. And I really strongly suggest that that person is somebody that's been in the business for 10 years or more. And the reason is the metric in the recruiting industry is fewer than 1% of us make it 10 years. Wow. My so Boy, I'm work with somebody you. who's been – somebody who's been in the business for at least 10 years because they've seen a lot, they've done a lot, they've been successful, and that person is going to be the one who probably will have the right connections to put you into the right places. Micah, thank you very, very much, Bill. You've done, uh, you have really enlightened uh, all our audience and, and myself too. I, I've I've learned so much here. Uh, just one, if, if I am seeking coaching or uh, recruitment help, how might, how might uh, I get in touch with you? Well, I'm really easy. I'm recruiterguy at msn.com, and just send me a note, That's easy. and I'll be happy to hook up with you. Great. Well, thanks so much. And also, you could use that same address if you're looking for a top keynote speaker, my friend. So thanks so much for coming on, Bill, and we'd love to have you back on. And uh, at another time when you could uh, – we – the show's always too short for for wisdom like yours, so I I hope you you uh, can come can come back again. Oh, I would love to, Bart. Anytime, just call me up. I've had fun. All right, so have I. This is great. Thanks so much, Bill. And as we round out today's feast, I am Bart Jackson, your curator of business wisdom, leaving you with today's business quotation. That is, who said the chief value of money 
is that one lives in a world in which it is vastly overestimated. <laughs> and as a hint, though this was spoken by one of the most colorful and curmudgeonly journalists of the 20th century, and he was the most famous bachelor of his age, inspiring the play, Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. So, if you know the author of this quote, simply scribble that sage's name down as you believe him or her to be. Send it right off to info at bartsbooks.com to win an absolutely career-igniting gift from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. And as, uh, and as a parting shot, in the words of my wife's husband, I'm sick and tired of being asked what I do when the speaker really means, how do I make my money? And for that reason, I typically reply, I chase old scotch, young women, and other overrated recreations. And to you gleefully sharing our feast, I hope you've enjoyed The Art of the CEO as much as I have enjoyed, along with Bill bringing it to you. And remember that you may download this and all our shows at theartofthecEO.com. And finally, to you, who have honored us with your time, may I say, as always, it has been a privilege and I thank you. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.